following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. Surf Nazis Must Die, War Games, Robocop, Mithrigan, Annie Hall, Rabbit Grannies, The Mask, Puppet Master, Conan, The Destroyer, Vamp, The Lost Empire, Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre, Invasion of the Hottie Snatchers, The Da Vinci Coed, Bear Wench Project, The Hills Have Thighs, and The Devil Wears Nada. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie and then try to determine which one's cooler. Robots, dinosaurs, or uh, a paint store in an 80s shopping mall that has everything you would need to blow up a Terminator. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm your host, Louis G, and with me as always is my co-host, uh, the person who selects the movie, and t- today that co-host is screenwriter Esteban Rivera. Welcome to the show, Esteban. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on to the show. This is your first time on Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Um, why don't you tell the listeners what movie we're going to be discussing today? Uh, so the movie that we're going to be discussing is called Chopping Mall. Uh, from the 19, uh, I think it was like 83 or 84. Per, no, I think it was like, um, yeah, mid 80s, I would say. Looking on IMDb, 80, 1986. Okay, close enough. Uh, this stars Barbara Crampton, who has some uh, a lot of horror movie cred. She's kind of like big on horror movie circuits. She was, she was in Reanimator in 1985, mm-hmm. um, which is probably one of her biggest credits, but she's been, she's made like a pretty neat little career out of doing, being like a scream queen. Um, right. Some of the other stars: Tony O'Dell, Russell Todd, uh, Dick Miller. Um, I only recognize Dick Miller because he was also in Gremlins. Have you ever seen Gremlins? Oh, right. But let me see. You said it was Todd. Uh, what was it? Todd what? Todd, uh, Tony Russell Todd, Tony O'Dell. I couldn't tell you who these people play. Um, Dick Miller. It was the uh, the janitor. I know that because I instantly recognized that guy's face, and I was like. Oh, that's the guy. That's like the mechanic or whatever from Gremlins, and okay, right. he's in a lot of other um, horror movies too. Uh, the director is Jim Wynorski. Um, Esteban, are you familiar with any of Jim Wynorski's work? I mean, by name, I, I suck usually with like director names. But then if I see a cover or something, then I probably say yes or no. Got more clearly, yeah. Yeah, this is a guy that if you ever walked through a video store in like the 90s or late 80s, um, you would have seen a lot of covers for a lot of his movies. A lot of them are like very low budget, a lot of horror on here. A lot of them are like, I just want to read some of the titles because sure, <laughs> sure. they're amazing. Um, <laughs> the Devil Wears Nada. I'm assuming that's like a, a parody. Uh, yeah. Also, The Hills Have Thighs. I'm assuming that's also like a porn parody. <laughs> right, right. Um, Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre and uh, Shark Babes is another one. <laughs> Shark Babes. <laughs> Shark Babes. Um, I guess one of his other big films is The Lost Empire, but I've never seen that. Uh, so I don't have anything else to say about it. Right. Yeah, this this guy is an interesting director. Um, off the bat, what did you think of Chopping Mall? Like, if, you, if, if you're not familiar with any of Jim Wynorski's other work, which I wasn't previous to watching this... Right. What was your first impression of Chopping Mall as a movie? Well, I liked it immediately because just my imagination was like running wild as soon as they had like the uh, the the robots on display that the guy was introducing them and stuff. Then, of course, some of the cheesy lines that the two people were talking about the robots and whatnot. So surprisingly, and I had a sense where as soon as the movie started, the acting, although it's okay, maybe not Hollywood, but. Uh, it was good enough where you could really sort of, okay, with these characters, you're going to laugh or like, you know, say how stupid they are. But then with the other characters, they were a little more serious and you did have a bit of a connection to them. So mm. it was very enjoyable to see the most, you know, I like others that are like horrible. And it's like, all right, it was just boring to see, you know? Yeah, this they, they, they did a pretty good job in the first act of this, introducing all the people that are going to be killed off later on. Right. And like a lot of horror movies will at least introduce you to like the situation, you know, oh, it's a bunch of counselors at camp. None of the counselors, it really doesn't matter. You can't really distinguish one from another. Right. Um, but in Chopping Mall, I felt like I I got a, a pretty good sense of who every character was, um, or at least like which couples were which. And right. 
I, I kind of liked how resourceful they were too. That really impressed me. Like midway through the movie, they all make this decision. We're going to band together. We're going to fight back against these things. And mm-hmm. they were really resourceful. They weren't just like running around being stupid uh, victims screaming until they get killed. Like they were fighting back the whole time. And I respect right. that. Right. They weren't helpless or anything. It's like, oh, what can we do? What can we do? And, you know, they, they pulled off a few you know tricks and stuff like that to combat them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, and I thought the performances were exactly what I was expecting for this type of movie. Like, like you said, nothing like Oscar worthy or you know big Hollywood uh, names or anything. Right. But, um, but you know, they're playing they're playing victims in a horror movie, and uh, and or you know, uh, Kelly Maroney's playing the final girl of the horror movie. Um, and I will say, like the way they're all presented, you can tell immediately who's going to live, who's going to die. Yeah. Um, you know, like the they broadcast very, very plainly, like the last um, the two characters that are like not really drinking, not really having sex like everybody else is like they're, yeah, you know, it's yeah. pretty. Yeah, the pure ones. It's pretty obvious that like this is going to follow the horror movie rules um, and that those two are going to be the ones that survive. Right. Right. And and again, just because it's it's so nice to see characters that. You know, again, if you don't agree with them or or whatever on a more morality moralic state, I think morality's word. Uh, even if it's not, morality. it's a new one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on, on morality, right? And um, but it's like again, just that connection because you want you want to say, oh yeah, that is good acting, but where is it coming from? It's because you can actually feel, you know, that the dialogue is good enough, the the performance is good enough. You know, I really felt bad for one of the characters that I think it was. The one, well, I can't remember the names, but there was this one guy that was like not, uh, egging on the the one of the pure characters, like, oh yeah, you, we should do the party, you know, live it up a little. Bit. And I think his girlfriend's the one that was like uh, really saying, uh, you know, no, uh, he needs me and stuff like that. And then eventually, you know, she perishes in a horrible way. But then that dude, he was like really like, he felt bad. He's like, oh man, like I lost the love of my life, even though it was like a very short movie and it's like, mm. probably wasn't going to last. But, you know, it was just like good enough for that bill, you know? It reminded me of a movie yeah. called uh, Surf, Surf Nazis Must Die. You ever saw that one? No, no. Tell me about it. Well, I can't really, because it's, it's kind of like um, basically a gang of these uh, people. I don't know where the setting is. I'm assuming it's probably either California or Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, German, well, yeah, that would have been a simpler, uh, yeah, answer. But it's, um, it's a great yeah, title. just awesome title. And I was like, I didn't know what to expect. But the first five minutes, even from the introduction, it was like I had a good feeling about this movie, and the performances were like impressive to say the least. And I think one of those, uh, I can't remember the names. It was like um, two critics that were popular in the eighties and nineties. That Siskel and Ebert. Yes, Siskel and Ebert. And uh, I think it was Ebert that he went to see this movie in the theater and he like in the first 10 or 15 minutes, something like that, he walked out. I was like, how could this guy walk out? And again, it's not a Hollywood movie. It was actually um, put through trauma, uh, trauma entertainment. But it was just great, super entertaining. And it almost has no significance whatsoever in terms of plot, but it's just what they were about and, and what their intentions were. And they were so evil it was just all entertaining. So Chopping Mall, again, has that same essence and it's classic 80s, super enjoyable, you know? Yeah, I think you're, you're talking about the guy, I think his name was either like Greg or or Rick, but probably Greg. Um, the He like worked at the furniture store and he he's the one that like got mad because his girlfriend was killed um, after they left the air, the air ducts, right? He was like, you should have stayed yes. in the ventilation ducts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they do they really do a good job of like um in small moments really characterizing these people and and distinguishing them from one another so they're not just like generic yeah. um, right and the, honestly the only reason I clocked their names is because I have IMDB open <laughs> oh okay, <laughs> it's not, okay it's not like it's not like they, their names were like that memorable or anything yeah. but um right, yeah right. Uh, I'm using my little my little cheat code uh, IMDB um. Surprisingly, because I, I saw the movie like a few weeks ago, and uh, uh, I can still have like all the scenes in my head. It's very mm-hmm. rare that that happens with 
movies that because this movie i probably won't watch it again unless it's like some feverish whim where i'm like you know what i feel like watching chopping ball again yeah but it, like again as entertaining as it was i'm like oh i'm surprised i still remember it even if it was like a, a few weeks ago or well, it's a lot of fun, and the the pacing of it is is a huge strength. the The movie, the runtime is like an hour seventeen. Um, yeah, I like a short movie. I, I like I like under ninety. I, I really mm. like when any movie under two hours, great. But like under ninety, I'm in because it's right. going to be an easy watch. I don't right. have to invest my whole day in it. Um, and the pacing of this was really good. Like from the beginning. Uh, we get what what was what ends up being a fake out, but it looks like it's the first kill of these kill bots, these mm-hmm. these, these uh, killer robots, um, where they're chasing down this Brooklyn. Uh, 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 can I say that word? A burglar, burglar, burglar. Yeah, burglar. <laughs> uh, yeah, burglar, and they tase him, and and um, then it like cuts, it pans out, and it was like actually a commercial that's being shown to all these investors uh, at the mall on the on the day that they're about to deploy. Um, these protector bots to right. to patrol them all. Um, I I love like the cynicism of some of these investors. There is like a pretty weird moment with one of them where he's like, they're they're looking at the three robots and what, and he says like, oh, the one in the middle has an un uh, an unappealing ethnic quality. And I was like, <laughs> God damn, why 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 are we like why immediately the- go coming in with this racism? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was- like what the hell? <laughs> uh, and like such a weird thing to say about a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, like, because especially because they all, I think it was just meant to be a joke because all three of them look identical to me. Um, right. And they all right. just look and sound like robots. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the voice of the robots? Oh, the voice of the robots. Well, I couldn't help but think of, of like a war games, where like the the computer was, you know, with that. Icon, almost iconic voice, you know, mm. but um, and yeah, just the fact that I think with the first kill, which was the janitor, yeah, it was it was the janitor, and um, the robot was just like uh, saying, "Oh, show me your ID," and he didn't really show it. So I'm like, "Oh, you're gonna die!" So mm-hmm. then the next guy, he actually does show it, get clo- gets closer to the eyes of the robot, and then it just uh, he still gets killed. So I was like, okay, so then I guess it didn't matter. But then just the voice itself, it's like, well, I don't know, kind of like, uh, I don't know, kind of like, you know, it's like a typical robot voice. But yeah, that's like the first thing that came to mind was the war games thing. So I was like, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that's like an interesting game. The only way to to win is not to play. Right, exactly. Um, man, I can't remember the name of that that machine from war games. It'll come to me. Oh, right me either, yeah. I haven't um, seen that in a while. I liked how I liked how the I liked how like non-threatening they sounded because they're you know they're designed to be these protector bots and they're mm-hmm. supposed to have this like authoritative reassuring um very like American voice like classic American voice uh and and but it cracked me up every single time they killed somebody and they were like thank you have a nice day <laughs> exactly exactly try to I enjoy thought- it I thought that was such a good bit. Do you think that? Do you think this movie was meant to be a comedy first and foremost, or do you think it's just like a horror movie that has a lot of humor in it? Well, that's interesting because, I mean, just to compare it, I know that Woody Allen, for Annie Hall, he says something that I didn't expect, where he said um, the movie was originally a murder mystery, huh? Which is completely like that out of left field, you know, like totally random. But then I was yeah, like, I okay, I guess anybody dying in Annie Hall. No, no. And nobody did. But uh, then he, eventually he edited the movie and um, edited the script. And he said, no, the story's going in a different direction or he came up with that aspect of it. Um, so with this movie, I feel as though it may have taken that turn or actually no more. So I think that the intention was something of a parody and mm-hmm. I definitely think that there's some underlying things like that comment you made about the, uh, well, that they made technically of, you know, that the Robux have a, an ethnic quality to them of some sort. It's like, well, I guess they are in a way saying, okay, well, they look alike. So what it could be, you know, of any kind of race or, you know, anything like that. There's always something behind it. Mm. But taking in a, you know, uh, maybe coming up with a new word, but parodic, like a parody 
sort of uh, thing. Yeah. And um, so I think that's where it came from. So I think that intentionally, I mean, especially with a title like that, Chopping Mall instead of Shopping Mall. So I think that <laughs> they definitely went through a corny sort of avenue with it. And I'm like, oh, let's make a satirical, let's make it, you know, like a parody sort of version, you know? What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, the more the more it went on, the more I felt like they fully intended this as like to make you laugh. Um, but then also have I'd say it's like primarily a horror movie or um, a comedy that has horror elements rather right. than a horror movie that has a lot of comedy in it. Because some of the kills are like, if I, you know, if I was if I owned a video store and I had to like mm. put this in one section or the other, mm. I'd put it in the horror section rather than the comedy section. Right. Um, but I think I don't know. I also think now that I've seen it, every time somebody, if somebody came up to the counter to rent it, I'd be like, oh, this is a fun, this is a hilarious movie. You're in for a right. treat. <laughs> right. It's like the, the sort of parallels or, you know, universes that, because uh, even after Hitchcock, he mentioned that, uh, you know, when you go on a roller coaster, it seems scary at first and stuff like that. But mm. then you come off it laughing. So it's it's very strange how horror and comedy, like, you know, mix the two. If I had, a, I was thinking blockbuster immediately, like that's the... Mm-hmm nostalgia but yeah if, if i had a store of my own I, I would be very tempted to be like very specific horror comedy yeah. full on horror and this has to be full of like horror comedy yeah yeah i think yeah i think like you said if you if you read the title and you don't expect there to be humor in this movie then yeah uh, it defeats the purpose in a way you know yeah you like, get the first disappointment. <laughs> yeah exactly i mean come on but uh, uh but it was very interesting so the um, so the, there are like like we said, this movie does follow like the horror movie rules. The the you know you you can predict who's gonna die, um, but the protector bots themselves. There are like um, there's the janitor gets killed for I guess not showing his badge at all. You mentioned uh, that other guy, Mike, the guy that went out to get cigarettes. Right, he, he does show his badge and he still gets killed. Right, and I, and I thought that was weird. Like, I also at the very beginning they do this thing where it's storming, and you know it's the first night the protector bots are about to roll out, and that guy is in this that technician or whoever is in the security booth <laughs> right. with them, and yeah. this lightning hits the roof of the mall, mm-hmm. and they don't really do anything to show how that results in the the, the switch. The, Killbots could becoming killbots, right. like the protector bots becoming killbots. It's just like, oh yeah, lightning struck the building. Draw your own conclusions. I'm I'm right. not entirely convinced that the lightning had anything to do with it. I like I feel like there's a version where like these protector bots just became sentient on their own, mm-hmm. and it just so happened to be storming and lightning on this night that they decided right. to like self actualize and start killing people. Right, right. I think that. uh yeah, I mean, because I, I'm, at least with me, I'm very accepting with certain things like that. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I get that you have to come up with a reason. And let's say they couldn't come up with a legitimate or it's too fl- like exaggerated or something. So I'm like, okay, let's just have some lightning strike on it. But, you know, I'm looking at my microwave differently now. But, you know, you never know what could happen. And um, so, yeah, I think as you're writing, it's like, okay, what can we come up with that's a good reason for these robots to actually, you know, turn evil but mm-hmm. you know, said okay lightning and that's that you know yeah, yeah um, it's just like that <laughs> and then they, and then they just uh decide to kill the guy in the booth um they like stab him through the neck or something like that uh then the other guy comes they they clean they what's also remarkable is these yeah, things don't have a body they took I care think. of the body they don't have a lot of disc dexterity they have these like gravity right. claws um, mm-hmm. You know, they shoot lasers that burn through things or whatever, but right. they, how did they clean up all the blood? How, where did right. they put the body before that right. second technician got there? <laughs> yeah, maybe that would have been funny to show. Maybe like actually mm-hmm. showing how they took care of the body, uh, them actually knowing how to, you know, the process or downloading the process, how to clean up a dead body or something. <laughs> Running, uh, uh, like, you know, some cover up interesting thing that way, you know. Yeah. All right. Exactly. You know, murder uh, cover up protocol, MCP, they could show up like that. Like, you know, all kinds of little things, details. Yeah. 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 yeah that probably would work. 
Um, but we're just sort of left to assume, which is, it's absurd. It's, I mean, it's hilarious the more you think about it, but it's absurd because these things can't even really look up or down. Uh, they get thwarted repeatedly right. by people just being too far below them or too high above them, right. even though they could shoot lasers. Um, they Every which way. They also, I don't know how they, once they take the elevator out, I have no idea how these things are getting up and down different <laughs> floors because there's no way they're climbing stairs. Right, I, even, right, I think no they're way. too wide to even fit on an escalator. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it still all makes sense somehow. It still all makes sense somehow. And they right. move, you know what it is? They move fast. So like they do represent a legitimate threat to some degree because mm-hmm. for one thing, you underestimate them when you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. Like it looks kind of like Johnny Five from from Short Circuit. It's just got like these treads um, and this weird like blocky upper body and doesn't look like it can hurt you. Right. Uh, and it starts going haywire and it can deploy these like, you know, sharp claw grabbers and, and right. like lasers that will explode your freaking head. <laughs> right. Um, Burn you alive to create like they did with the one girlfriend. I was like, what the hell? Oh, that you know what? That was one instance yeah. where they actually were targeting really well because I, I feel like they shot the gas can she was holding, like, and yes. that made it explode. Um, yeah, that's another like the kills in this are very, uh, they're very, they're very diverse, um, which I really appreciate in a slasher movie, too. Yeah, um, I actually I wrote down there were nine, nine total kills. Um, the guy at the beginning was a bit of a fake out and then later right. we think that the other main guy uh ferdy is his name mm-hmm. um gets killed because he gets hit with a fire extinguisher and there's some blood around his head when he hits the ground oh um, right, right right so i originally wrote down oh man there's they got to 10 uh which is a pretty decent body count for any slasher movie yeah um but it, it ended up being nine which is still decent but um just to like show how varied they are we have like the guys, the guys that get stabbed through the back. Uh, the guy that has his neck sliced. It's not super different. Um, <laughs> no. But then the janitor gets electrocuted in a like wet puddle of milkshake. Um, the the guy, oh, the woman uh, who gets her head lasered off. Um, the woman who gets blown up by the gas can. Right. And oh, and then the guy that just gets he gets to the third floor and they just pick him up and throw him over the rail. <laughs> that was kind of awesome oh my Um, god and then the last two one of them just gets randomly shot when the thing's going haywire Mm -hmm. because they uh, put up the the mirrors which is a really smart way to fight these things back um they set up a bunch of mannequins in front of mirrors so that the 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 dumb kill bots will target the mannequins and and like basically shoot themselves because the mirror will will reflect the laser back yeah you know Yeah, exactly. And yet there was a scene where they're trying to escape and they close a door and then the laser starts shooting through the metal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's like cutting it, you know, slowly. And yet it bounces off the glass like nothing. So, okay, (laughs) totally makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. I was actually rooting for uh, for the robots every time they were like, you know, starting to kill people and stuff. Because it was like, okay, I wonder how they're going to kill them. I'm, all, yeah. I'm always for the creativity, so I want to like push creativity. So I'm like, yeah, you go, robot. So, you know, it was. Um, I was like, oh, how are they going to do this and that? There yeah. was this one movie where um, you ever heard of a uh, rabbit granny? Rabbit granny? Grannies. Enough. Yeah. Okay, so that's a movie where basically, um, uh, staying on the point of like creative uh, murders, right? Um, so it's basically uh, two old ladies that invite their whole family over uh, for dinner. And then from there, um, they get a mysterious uh, gift. And the gift, I guess, has a spirit. It goes into the grannies. And then they're, like, completely possessed. And they mm. start killing and eating their whole family, including a little girl. And the stuff that they do is, like, something that you wouldn't you would want to expect from a Hollywood movie or some big budget movie, but then uh, they don't do it. But in this one, that movie. So the point, you know, going back to chopping mall. Yeah. The whole, all the kills that they've done is like pretty creative, you know, compared to like other robotic things, where it's like straight up. Okay. You know, shooting lasers and stuff like that. 
Yeah, so they, like, uh, very exciting. They they're very like both the people are when they're fighting back are really resourceful and the killbots themselves are really resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, they have you know the built-in weapons like the the claws and the lasers, but they also just will throw somebody from a great height to kill them or <laughs> right you know light them on fire um, or electrocute them. Yeah. Um, they're opportunistic. It's mm-hmm. uh, I agree that like it's fun to see how creative they get. I do think this movie exhausts all the possible ways that these things could have killed anybody. Within <laughs> and, like, all, right. The, the point where it starts to repeat a little bit is is around the point where the movie ends, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Esteban, do you usually, when you watch slasher movies or horror movies, do you usually find yourself rooting for the um, for the killer, like to see like what kind of fun, creative things they do? I'd say so, because it's like, you know it's always that thought of how can we make this entertaining? So as long as it's entertaining enough and um, there are interesting kills and like, Oh, I didn't think of that or, Oh, they should do this. And then they do it. So it's, it's, it's a very exciting thing. Uh, I got the same sensation with the show called Angie Tribeca where Mm -hmm. uh, you ever saw that one? No. Oh, it's, it's, it's so funny. It's like uh, almost PG 13 sort of like uh, humor like anybody can watch it and uh but it's just I, all the creativity and the jokes and the gags and stuff like that and yeah so like when it comes to like villains and stuff if the villain is really entertaining then yes i always like tend to like oh how's he gonna do this or how's she gonna do that so yeah yeah totally that's what's fun about the nightmare on elm street movies like the way mm. freddie always gets creative like he yes. always makes it ironic or like because he has a whole dreamscape to play with almost anything right. is possible right totally that's like yeah. the mask you know the same oh, thing the with mask, the mask yeah so much creativity and, and it's because it's cartoonish it's mm-hmm. it's you could do anything uh cartoon wise uh that's why tom and jerry was so great and bugs bunny so you know it's the same thing with freddie Mm. That's that's why everybody wanted to see it because they want to see what is Freddie going to say. You can <laughs> say so many corny lines. Oh my god! And Robert England, I mean, he was you know perfect for that role. I I, I I'm willing to bet that at some point Rob um, Freddie has killed somebody and said something along the lines of "Thank you, have a nice day." Right, uh, <laughs> something similar to it. Totally, totally. Um, he, he gets some better one-liners than that but that it is a solid one for these killbots like i like mm-hmm. they didn't do it every single time but every time they did it 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 got me like it was really good yeah. comedic timing right. um yeah <laughs> right it's like a tag phrase it, it i wonder if the cover of the movie because i'm not i'm not looking anything up now but i wonder if the cover of the movie says like uh have a nice day oh the cover of the movie's great it's uh yeah. for one thing it's kind of misleading um it shows like this robotic zombie arm holding a shopping bag and the tagline is chopping mall where where shopping can cost you an arm and a leg ah, yeah pretty great <laughs> yeah it's very good it's very good you, you um, gotta love it because it's like you know you're just having fun with it you're taking it seriously but then with these things not so seriously and it's like let's do like a parody of the parody or some you know cheesy line like that it's awesome there yeah there's a few uh the humans get a few good one-liners in this um i wrote a few them few of them down the the guy rick rick so rick and his girlfriend or no wife uh the only two characters that were married Mm -hmm. um it was rick and uh linda linda um and (laughs) anyway somebody says something says to rick um what if those things can read our minds and he goes they're going to be awfully mad when they get to me. Uh, and then they, I think it's the same character at some point when they're like gearing up with all their weapons and they're like getting ready to fight. He says, um, let's go send those fuckers a Rambo Graham. Oh my God. <laughs> what was the, the writing staff been like, you know, Oh, what can we say? What can you say? You know, like all these like different like lines and shit. I actually listened. I listened to an interview with the writer director, Jim Wynarski mm. recently. Cool. And he, uh, they apparently wrote this in like a day. They wrote, <laughs> they like, had the outline <laughs> in like half, like an afternoon. And they wrote the script in like two or three days, honestly. Um, and boom, that's a movie right there. And that's a Hilarious. movie right there. A cult classic. This movie's, uh, 
it it does fairly well on like circuit on like um circuits uh what am I well, like conventions conventions and stuff, conventions okay. and stuff. Yeah. yeah like it has a kind of a second life and especially like Barbara Crampton does a lot of promoting of, of like her movies from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this uh, has a bit of a cult following and I think it's well-deserved. I think this is a very entertaining, very fun movie. It's, it's not going to win any Oscars and it doesn't deserve to, yeah. um, but it's just a lot of fun. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually like now I'm on uh, because Barbara Crampton looked and sounds sounded so familiar to me yeah there's so many movies i haven't seen that you know i, I well i just but there's a lot of movies i gotta i gotta watch yeah she does a lot of these like low budget horror movies so scrolling through her imdb it's just like tons and tons and tons of credits like good for her yeah. um oh, of that's course, a cool yeah. career yeah yeah as long as you're like working and stuff and you're doing these interesting movies and you know that's what it's about really yeah yeah you know? I would like, much uh, rather be, you know, have a career in that kind of stuff than, you know, anything Hollywood related. Yeah. On it, like, honestly, I'm scrolling through it. Not a whole lot of, um, of movies that are recognized, but again, like that's, that's kind of cool. Like she has the cool, yeah. uh, yeah. She had a uh, career. Yeah. Yeah. Like cool, f- like fun movies that look really fun to make. Right. Like even here, I see that she was in the first Puppet Master, which I don't think oh, I've that's seen. A classic. I always confuse Puppet Master with uh, Wishmaster. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, Wishmaster. Yeah. And, um, but this movie, Thy Neighbor's Wife, I, w- I remember in Blockbuster, I would always pass by that movie. Just mm. like Vamp. You ever saw Vamp? Vamp. 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 No. Oh, that's another one. It's like, um, who's that movie, though? Who's that movie? Who's that woman that was in the movie of Conan the Destroyer? She was like a model. Conan the Destroyer. Who was on the cover of that movie? Grace Jones. She was on the cover of that movie, Vamp. And I was always curious because I was like, what kind of movie is that? And then I, I found it on Tubi or something. Super mm. entertaining as well. Okay. Classic 80s. Yeah. All had to do with like vampires and stuff and whatnot. And that's but, one of Barbara, Barbara Crampton's credits. Uh, no, but I'm off on a tangent and I'm doing that oh. random thing again <laughs> that I do in my personal life. Um, yeah, I like when you <laughs> click on something on IMDb and then it's like, oh, this movie. And then you click on that. Oh, this actor. And then. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> oh, I think I think the <laughs> I think the point was like uh, I, I passed by these movies that looked interesting, but yeah. I never had the guts to like pick it out. But yeah. So Thy Neighbor's Wife, which is where Barbara Crampton was in. That's what struck the uh, the the thing. Okay. But um yeah, but that one looked like an interesting movie. And I feel as though Chopping Mall was another one. Mm-hmm. That I would like every so often see in Blockbuster and stuff. Every time I look at the the cover of it. But yeah. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool color cover, even if it's a little bit misleading, because there's no zombie robot hands in uh, anywhere in the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, that's probably the one thing that would have been nice. I thought that the robots were gonna be different, like more that they could move. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, obviously they moved, but like a more like human size and, and that they actually were able to be a little more lethal. These guys, mm. the robots, they were on wheels and they were still threatening, but I feel like that would have been, I thought that was the direction it was going to go in. Yeah. You know, some humanoid thing. Um, so Esteban, I have three big questions about this movie. Uh, before we get to lose big three, do you have any other um, comments or thoughts about Shopping Mall? Chopping, uh, chopping mall, no. Okay. Um, so these these are all questions about chopping mall. Uh, this is lose big three. Um, so at this part, there's always this uh, music. My my friend from high school, Ryan, um, mm-hmm. sings the the lose big three theme song. So I'm gonna pump that in. Uh, That's so awesome. You'll hear that when you hear the final episode. Lose big three. It's you and me. We're gonna have fun with lose big three. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ryan. Great job as always. Um, this is lose big three. Lose big three number one. Uh, in order, in order for this movie's title to make a little more sense, uh, chopping mall. Mm. Esteban, do you think the killbot should have been equipped with axes? Yes. Or, or some other type of chopping weapon. <laughs> yes. And all kinds of stuff chopping related. Yes. Yeah. It's, Without a doubt. 
Because, you know, it's very obvious why you call it Chopping Mall. It's such a good name. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you know this movie was originally um, not released in theaters, but it was it was being shown at, like, small uh, theaters, like local theaters um, under, the, under a different title, and it was originally called Killbots. And mm. they... So I learned this actually from listening to um, the, the interview with Jim Wynorski. He himself said... Uh, it was like a guy changing the lights while they were like discussing why the movie wasn't doing that well. And the guy was like, why don't you call it Chopping Mall? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no, that's a great idea. And it did right. much, much better uh, right. once they re-released it with that title. Corny works. Yep. Yeah. Um, what would have been a better title for it? Or what would have been Whoa. a title that that invokes like what you're actually getting in the movie? Because there's no there's not a lot of chopping, really. No, not really, uh, which is a detriment, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I was so like when I read Chopping Mall, I was like, no, that's that's perfect. I felt the catharsis in my life immediately. So I think that was like the perfect yeah, title without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. There's no improving the title. Uh, it's I don't it's just, think they, so, they just no. needed to give those little killbots axes, I think. That would have solved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Butcher blocks. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> And just any random shit, you know, like a mannequin leg, anything in a chopping motion, I think would have been fine. Yeah, just have them go to like uh, like a, a Sears and just like the the cook like the kitchen section and get a whole bunch of like meat cleavers and yeah, or for them to like grab the like if there was any employees, just grab the employee and start using them as like a, you know chopping and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, awesome. Lose big three number two, <laughs> Esteban. You're stuck in a mall uh, with three killbots patrolling the mall. Um, it's the 1980s. You don't have a cell phone. Uh, what in the mall are you grabbing to defend yourself with? Where are you going oh first? Oh, my God. Um, I don't want to think logically. But <laughs> the most logical thing, yeah, I want, I want to think, okay, this is a crazy situation. So what craziness can I come up with? Um. I mean, one of the first things I would probably say is like, uh, I'm thinking of a fire extinguisher. That's the first thing that's coming to mind. Um, mm-hmm. A mannequin. And then I work my way up from there. Like, I'll just go into a, the pizza hut, uh, <laughs> start grabbing dough, start grabbing, uh, I don't know, that that rolling thing. Okay. I don't know. I can't think of anything like uh, too good. But yeah, I guess fire extinguisher. Here's the thing. Or, or the girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, answer, blockade. I think all of your answers are good, actually, because uh, fire extinguisher, one, you could like spray them with it and maybe cover up their their sensors mm, so they can't right. aim really well. Right. Um, the mannequin actually worked really well in this movie to thwart them because all they mm. target is like humanoid shapes. It doesn't. Right. They don't really. Um, the, I noticed they're not really scanning whether it's like biological. It's just like mm. humanoid shape detected. And that's why the mannequins were able to throw them off. Right. Um, also with your fire extinguisher or your rolling pin, uh, or even the pizza dough you could throw over their, over their face just as well too. Um, but both of those are blunt bludgeoning objects, which I think is, a, would be more effective against these. Every time they were shooting them, shooting them didn't do a thing. No, um, not at the all. The ones that got stopped were the one that like blew up in the elevator. And mm. when she like threw the, the paint cans, um, and, and lit it on fire. Yeah. And it's damage. I, yeah. So I don't under, like, I think smashing it with something hard and, and heavy is kind of the only way to fight them. So I think you're, I think you got yeah. the right of it. So at least we know it works with robots and human beings. <laughs> getting them over the head. If this movie took place today, one, you'd have like, everybody would have a cell phone. So that's the way out of the situation. Right. Um, although, although maybe the robots would have some sort of like Wi-Fi, uh, not Wi-Fi, but like cellular blocker, uh, like a signal blocker. So, right. Um, but the the main point is, it would be harder to fight them because a mall in twenty twenty three isn't going to have shotguns, an automatic rifle, uh, turpentine. Like these people <laughs> just had access to the whole the whole tool right. shed. It was it was pretty amazing. <laughs> right, right. That's very ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last mall I was in is called the American Dream Mall. And it's like, I just keep seeing the sign of Nickelodeon that there's like all mm-hmm. kinds of. So I don't, just, there, I could probably lose myself, but I would probably lose the robots too. The, and you know. 
And I might be wrong too. There might be some malls in like Texas or like other parts of America with, you know, very, very different gun laws. Like maybe they do just sell them in, in mall stores still. Um, Walmart's right. Oh, well we're in the mall. So yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're like a Walmart is pretty much a shopping mall. So like kind of same situation. Yeah. I guess if I had to be stuck in a mall with killer robots, I would have to be in Texas. Yeah. 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 Any other state, I know I'm screwed, but I guess wait. Yeah. Unless they have a pizza and then you're fine. Oh, yeah. Then I'll probably, you can shoot me. I'm having my last meal anyway. So, yeah. Um, Awesome. Esteban, lose big three, number three. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Because, so because this is um, uh, robots versus dinosaurs, how well do you think these robots would do against a pack of velociraptors? So there's three kill bots in this movie. So yeah. three, three versus three. These three kill bots versus a pack of three raptors. Right. I think the robots are screwed. I think they're really screwed. Um, yeah, they're screwed. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, yeah, they're screwed. I can't think of anything else. They're screwed. How do the, how do the raptors win? Um... Full on tackle. I think that, uh, like, I picture the velociraptors or whatever raptors, uh, uh, would just like tackle them speed wise, uh, start clawing at them like crazy. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah. But I mean, if, if we're talking about the 80s, then perhaps. Oh, okay. I think that the, um, if the robots were made today, maybe they would be a bit more, they would have more dexterity to them. Um, perhaps, but if it's the '80s version, yeah, I think that they're totally screwed. So if it was like three, you know, those like Boston Dynamics robots, have you seen those? Boston Dynamics? Yeah, there, there's. It's this company that makes um these really advanced robots. They made these like dog ones that walk around and patrol, and they're actually out out like out in public in some places. Yeah. Um, and they but they made this bipedal one that's capable of like jumping and running and um, it can like knock over boxes and stuff. Um, So it's definitely a lot more mobile than these. Uh, So I was going to, I guess I was going to ask like if it was three of those versus the Raptors, would they do a little bit better? Um, Hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. In a general sense, I would probably say so. They would do a little better because then Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that their aim and their firepower is going to be a little better. But Mm -hmm. still you got to, you know, Velociraptors seem to have, amazing killer instincts so like just dodging shit i think that that would be very entertaining i would actually want to be in a mall if that was happening <laughs> yeah i would risk my life to do that yeah yeah i yeah. want to be on the other side of like bulletproof glass um watching it maybe but yeah maybe not oh, in no, the mall. i would pull up a seat i would pull <laughs> yeah. up a seat i would want to be like right in front of the whole thing you know popcorn <laughs> and everything yeah I think I agree with you. I think the Raptors would take the even these Killbots with their treads and their even with their laser guns and all of that. Like I think that they would mm. just get outmaneuvered. Um, yeah, it seems yeah. like because they're so because again it's it, they're kind of like very stiff moving. So it's like you know there's so many ways that you could probably run around them and stuff. So yeah, oh, it's, oh yeah, cool. Um, so Esteban, I always, uh, I always, I always spring a couple of bonus questions on my mm-hmm. listener or my co- uh, co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, so two bonus questions for this movie. One, uh, this is a section, we don't do this every episode, but this is called what's your snack. So Esteban, do you have a favorite movie snack for when you go to a movie? Um, when you're watching a movie at home, do you do like a different kind of movie snack? Mm. What's your snack? Well, it varies, but I mean, I would probably sneak in, uh, depends like, okay, so go to, uh, Goobers, but they have mm. to be from the Dollar Tree because I'm paying like six or seven bucks for that, uh, the theater, um, cinnamon muffin. And then, uh, I will get like a bottle of, uh, Yoohoo in a glass. I would sneak it in my jacket. Um, so I'd say those two would be my go-to, you know, okay. friendly. Yeah. Nice. I'm Coopers are chocolate-covered peanuts, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good, awesome. good choice. Yeah. Um, awesome. My, my go-to is popcorn, uh, but I don't have a microwave, so I because uh, I'm afraid that it'll get become sentient and murder me. Um, right. <laughs> if, totally only popcorn. if it gets struck by lightning. But uh, so I don't, I don't have a microwave, so I don't make popcorn at home. 
Um, so my go-to, honestly, my go-to snack at home is usually like tortilla. I love tortilla chips and salsa. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like something, something salty. Uh, and then Any I really salsa like. salsa in particular? Like salsa or just the, the common uh, tortilla salsa? Yes. There's this one. I only buy it at my local grocery store and I don't even know the name of it. I just know what the jar looks like. You know what I mean? Like I know what the yeah. jar looks like and it's yeah. the best salsa. Um, and I don't have any right now in my fridge, so I couldn't even tell you. Next time I go to the store, I'll be able to tell you. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll update it. that in the show notes for, for those of you sitting at home being like, what is that salsa? What is that salsa? I need to know. <laughs> uh, write in, write in with your hate mail or your salsa suggestions to robosvdinos at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> there you go. All right. So Esteban, one final bonus question. Mm-hmm. If we were to recast any two characters, including the Killbots, in Chopping Mall with Whoopi Goldberg and Danny DeVito. Who would you recast and how would that improve the film? Um, I would uh, recast the robots and put Danny and uh, Whoopi as, as one of the robots. Hell yeah. Yeah, because the, the dia- we have the dialogue with you know the main characters, but then the robots barely have any. So it would be interesting to see what they say to each other. And Whoopi and Danny, I mean remarkable performer so yeah nice is there is there like a third person since there's three kill bots oh, right. a third person you put in there with them because i think that's a great way uh to recast this with with to be yeah. uh, yeah. so who would be who would be the, who would be a good third mm, i would put is her name bet midler from Hocus midler, Pocus. okay yes oh good choice yeah so that's like one, if I had to think of a random but good performer, I would do that. I would mm. cast uh, Bette Midler. So Whoopi Goldberg, Danny DeVito, and Bette Midler as, uh, as robots. Excellent. Yeah. You, heard, you heard it here first, Jim Wynorski. When you, make, when you inevitably uh, remake Chopping Mall or, or finally give us a sequel, uh, Chopping Mall 2, Chop Harder, um, <laughs> give, a, give us a call or I guess call Danny DeVito and, and Bette Milders and uh, Whoopi Goldberg's agents but you know make sure you make sure you give Robots vs. Dinosaurs some credit for that because we helped you with recasting right right but then if they, if you come up with that one I feel like they're going to do like a, a porn parody of it it's going to be like <laughs> a, a chopping mall chop hardy or I'm horny you know that would be the title yeah Oh man. Uh yeah. <laughs> um and then you awesome. have the tagline. I don't know what that would be. Where shopping shopping costs you an arm and a leg. We're shopping costs <laughs> Where you, shopping costs you a uh I don't know, a dick and a pussy somewhere. Op- open legs. Uh, the, yeah, this is <laughs> open legs. Yeah. Yikes. It's open leg season. <laughs> yeah. Something That's like it. That. Yeah, chopping yeah. mall too. It's open leg season. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there you go. There it is. Jim Wynorski, give us a call or email us. Um, <laughs> or, or give us a job, right? <laughs> yeah, give us a job. We'll write your film. We'll write your right, sequel. Right. Uh, awesome. Well, Esteban, it was great having you on the show today. Uh, thanks for being a, a, a co-host on Robots Robots versus Dinosaurs. Um, you picked out an awesome robot movie. Uh, so are there any um, dinosaur movies you might want to talk about in the future if we could get you back as a, as a returning guest? Oh, I'm down for like anything. Uh, I'm actually curious not to see because I did look it up like dinosaur movies and mm. I saw that Jurassic Park obviously was the first one that came up. But there were so many others that looked interesting too. Uh, isn't there one called Velocipaster? Dude, Velocipaster rules. I Have still seen haven't it? seen it. But I've oh, only it's seen so much the, fun. You know, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's one I have to watch. That could be one too where okay. it's you know, an entertaining one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, um, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you and uh, some, maybe some of the projects that you're working on currently? Oh, crap. Well, I'll start with the projects while I look up my Instagram name that I don't know, even know of. Oh, um, you can you can just send me that and I'll put it in the show notes later oh, if you okay, want. Oh, and we're doing that, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I have a, a Facebook. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, and, and, and at the moment... Uh, apart from working on something to have prepared for our bar, Folcha? Uh, mm. No, Folcha, it's pronounced, right? Uh, Folcha is the bar that our bar takes place in. Okay, okay, right. 
because I'm remembering because uh, it said Irish whiskey bar. So I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, that's why Saoirse Ronan. I don't even, I'm sure you've seen her name. Uh, yes. Like a, yes. I'm like Saoirse. OK, I'm in love either way. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, I'm working on a script. And then afterwards, I'm going to work on another script. Um, and another one. Uh, but the one I'm working on is called Bad Pasta You Die. Uh, I'm going to um, submit it to my friend who's going to be submitting it to um, Trump Entertainment, which is what I mentioned before. Cool. Yeah. And hopefully gets my name out there and hopefully people like what I came up with and, you know, that they're just entertained. That's like my my one care. And then afterwards, another movie called uh, huh, Double Pints, superhero okay. movie. And um, Double yeah, Pints, and just, like Pint Glass? Yeah, double pints. And uh, so the only way to summon the superhero of you're in the jam is by pouring beer uh, to the brim of these two pint glasses. And he just kicks the crap out of him. And I'm picturing a sort of like a yeah, superhero mixed with the mask. So it's going to have some cartoonish elements to it. And, I uh, like that. Do, do you have yeah. to drink the pints to summon him? Or do you pour them and then he like appears and drinks them? No, he appears and drinks them. So okay. he's kicking your ass while intoxicated. So he's like time. like a drunken master, like Shaolin. Right, kind of like yeah. the Jackie Chan movies. Right, right, right. That's and, cool. Um, like, that's cool as like yeah. a superhero concept. Right, right. And there's like, you know, he does the donkey mule kicks, uh, <laughs> like all kinds of like, I'm like oh, what, what else wacky can he do? And, um, you know, uh, but then I try to put some dramatic influences, but there's no origin story to this person. Neither in bad pasta for the bad guy. Okay. Uh, looks like an Amish it's between uh, Seth Rogen and if he was Amish or something. So that's okay. Something. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, I don't know how the two are going to mix, but uh, at this point, it really doesn't matter, I guess. But yeah, okay. those are the two projects I got. Nice. And then uh, you and I met each other working on a film called uh, Sky, Hoshi. Sky, Sky Hoshi Anime Girl. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Well, off the bat, it was super pleasure to have the opportunity just to be there. And then to have met you and to have met, you know, uh, Hunter Cole, I believe his last name is. Mm -hmm. uh, Olivia. Sorry, Olivia. I, I can't remember your last name, but you're awesome. And, uh, of course, you as well. It was such a surprise when I heard you say about the bar and everything. So I was like, oh, yeah, this this is the right place to be. Awesome group of people. Yeah. Uh, so Sky Hoshi Anime Girl will be coming out this April, only on Pure Magic Pictures. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Um, and yeah, and, and stay tuned to Esteban's uh, Instagram and Facebook so you can find out when uh, when his scripts go to the next go to the next stage. Troma, you said you're submitting it to Troma. Troma is um, they're well known for the Toxic Avengers. Is that right? Uh, correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. like their main thing. Awesome. Well, I hope that I hope I really hope they pick it up. That'd be awesome. Let me know. Let me know what happens with that. Oh yeah, I definitely will. Thanks, man. No problem. All right. Um, well, thank you again for listening to Robots vs Dinosaurs. This has been our coverage of Shopping Mall, uh, where where shopping costs an arm and a leg. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Have a nice day. Murder cover up protocol MCP. <laughs> I think it's a delight. Now you're John Hammond. He's telling me to download a hoagie off the internet. But why would dinosaurs do this? That's an interesting question because humans do have five fingers. Awa is more powerful than Ura, you know? But it still all makes sense somehow. That's just crazy cool. We need people to write in with hate mail. Because they're tiny little ape people that don't know how to live in the world yet. Take that, you cocky bastard! Yeah, you go, robots. I gotta go, but Steve is strong, so everyone's gonna be okay. Godzilla just sent a telepathic message.